Daily Dribble. And welcome back to the Daily Dribble podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, here recording on the 9th of October, only less than two weeks out from the start of the NBA regular season. Joining me... Mr. Lee Hancock. What's going on, guys? Liam here. Mate, the energy is electric. We're, the days, it's nearly on two hands we can count, isn't it? Two weeks. That's, that's Unbelievable. flown by. Unbelievable. Flown by. Mm. It's been a very short off-season, it feels like, but that's good for us because we're always eager to mm-hmm. lap up the content. Also joining us, Mr. Roy Hancock. Yeah, exciting times. How are we going? Yep. Good, mate. We're up and about. It always flies around, but I tell you what, we need to get this fantasy draft sorted. We've been very slack with it, and it's always a sort of highlight of our NBA season, so we need to get that sorted, but yeah. That's the, uh, that's the big project for the week, I reckon. We'll get that so. sorted. <laughs> so I guess before we get into anything, guys, if you want to join our NBA Fantasy League, hit us up. Hit us up on our social socials, Instagram, Facebook. Chuck us a message. Uh, we'll put up a post during the week to gauge a bit of interest. Mm-hmm. But um, You're probably not going to finish on the podium. No. Well, we may as well be straight up with it. Just brutally honest, us three, we are, you know, the reigning top three. Top three, league. let's just talk about who, who won it, and that was none other than myself. And okay, so moving on. It has a bit of credibility, though, doesn't it? It would have been horrible if all three of us had finished at the bottom of the league and we're yeah. the one preaching all the news and giving our thoughts on the league. Tell me, is there worse feeling than getting, say, the one of the first-round picks and your first-round pick gets injured throughout the season? Yeah. God. It's a, yeah. it's a roller coaster of emotions to Fantasy League, So, but we're certainly looking forward to doing that once again. So keep your eyes peeled during the week. We'll be sure to put something up For sure. and get the ball rolling on that front. Guys, we've got a massive episode in store today. As we said, mm-hmm. we're less than two weeks out from the season starting. Mm-hmm. Last week, we gave our predictions for the Eastern Conference standings. If you haven't checked it, checked it out, be sure to do so. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Thoroughly enjoyed doing that one with you guys. That's but, good. But this week, we are back to tackle the West. Oh. Now, we thought the East was difficult. We thought the East was deep, which it certainly was. But it pales in comparison to the West. The teams are just I said it last stacked. week, but I reckon there was probably about five or six teams who could have been shuffled around in that top five or six. Um, there's a lot of contenders this year. A lot of really good players returning. A few pretenders as well, right? A few pretenders. So, yeah, it's been difficult. So, oh, I don't know. We're going to have a few contentious ones, I reckon. Let's get into it. Without further ado, we're going to start alphabetical in the West. Guys, be sure to hit us up. Let us know what you think of our... Our predictions, where we went right, where we went wrong. Um, I'm sure on this episode, with the West in particular, there's going to be a few um, disgruntled fans. So have at us. Give it to us. Let's do it, lads. Let's start, Lee, with the Dallas Mavericks. Are we not doing odds and ends? No, no. We're straight into it. We've got 15 big teams to get there. Lee was ready to break. Do you have something really important you want to get off your chest? Not really. I just had the the usuals, but whatever. We'll go to Dallas Mavericks. (laughs) Um, with Dallas, I think there's just no doubt Luca's going to play amazing like he did these last two seasons. Last season, there was a little bit of a hiccup, but, you know, it happens. He still averaged 28, 9, and 9, um, and we are saying it was a bit of a hiccup, um, where in hindsight, it was a pretty great season. Um, it's more the supporting cast that I'm worried about. They'll really need to step up. I've got to, they've, they've got a lot of solid players, but no superstars apart from Luka Doncic. Do you um, think Porzingis is not a oh, he hasn't he's got the superstar potential. He hasn't played up to it, but no, do, you, he can, hasn't. do you think he can still be a superstar? Not in my opinion. I think I don't like to be one of those people who base their rest of the careers off one or two seasons, but I really haven't liked what I've seen from Porzy these past couple seasons. Um they lost one of their good shooters in Josh Richardson. I do like the addition of um, Moses Brown because he looked promising during his time at OKC, but um, I've got him at seven. Yeah, okay. Well, for myself, yeah, I think Luca will continue to shine. As we've said mm-hmm. last year, he was the favourite for MVP. I think he'll be up there again this year. Expect Giannis and KD to be running that with him. Uh, but I think, you know, Porzingis averaged 20 and 9 last year. I think there's still enough to be excited about and excited in the sense that he, I don't think, has to be a superstar because I think Luke is that good. If Luca has stars around him, I think he can be the sole superstar. Thought Hardaway looked fantastic as a, a solid number three last year, averaging 17. And likewise, their depth with Moses Brown. You had Reggie Bullock, Frank. Oh, how do you... How Nicotina. Do you, yeah, we'll say that. Nicotine N- patch. N- I think it's Nilakina. One of the that's, that's not bad. But I think Jalen Brunson is probably one of the most underrated sixth men in the league. 
He averaged he is, yep. 13, 3 and 4 last mm-hmm. season, and he just controls the tempo really well for that second unit. Um, I've predicted them at fifth. I think they're banging on the door, and this could be the year that they, they just maybe pose a real genuine threat if mm-hmm. everything falls together and mm-hmm. Paul Zingas being the big key cog in that. So fifth for me. I mean, that prediction for you, Nick, and I like it, it sort of just screams how good Luka Doncic yes. is. Yep. Because you look at the rest of the team and... Yeah, there's a few role players and a few, you know, half-decent players. But, you know, certainly not a fifth-standing team without Luka Doncic. I've actually got them at seventh this year. I think, um, as as you were mentioning, Luka Doncic is just probably one of these guys who can lift their teams to, you know, the playoffs. Um, I actually really like Tim Hardaway Jr. As, mm. as a second option for them this year. He played that role for large stints of last season, particularly with... Porzingis out and not performing, you know, on a consistent basis. So I think they will definitely be sneaking just inside the playoffs. But, geez, this team needs some help if Luke is going to stay there, you know, long term. Because I really don't like the moves or lack of moves that they made over the offseason. Um, they're just a bit lacklustre. And when you've got a once-in-a-generation type player like Luka Doncic... Got to go for it, you reckon? You need to recruit some bigger names, and they've, they've just been a bit lazy, which is a bit of a surprise because Mark Cuban, I reckon, is a guy who is a very smart guy who knows what it takes to retain these types of players. So I don't know. Without Maybe. lingering on the Mavs too much, you know the move that would have been good, and I know they were kind of rumoured mm. a little bit. Kyle Lowry, mm. I yeah, think, would have been yeah. a perfect fit for this team. Would have been good in tandem with Luca, but yeah. even just like recruiting another really decent big man, because I I don't have the slightest bit of faith in Christos Porzingis. No. Give us more Bobby. Give us yeah. more Bobby. Yeah. Just big man up down. So, yeah, yeah, there you go. God. Lighting it up. Sorry, Lee, you had a point. No, there. it wasn't important. I was just saying maybe Mark Cuban's got something behind the screen that we don't know about. Maybe he's holding off on something. Oh, jeez, I, I, don't reckon reckon it's time. Time. I don't reckon it's time to play poker face. I reckon mm-hmm. it's time to get these guys out and start winning because another few sort of seasons of you know finishing midway through the pack's probably yep. not going to be a great thing for the... Mavs likelihood of retaining Luca, but anyway. Well, let's move ahead to another team that's kind of in and around that picture as well. Mm. Could mount a bit of a threat. Ro, what do you think of the Denver Nuggets? Denver Nuggets, I've got this year finishing fourth. Mm -hmm. Um, They're always one of these teams, aren't they? And I know they've got a few really superstar players such as um, Jokic and and Murray, but they're one of these teams who seem to overperform every year. Mm -hmm. We sort of predict they're going to make the playoffs but not necessarily finish the top three or four um, but yeah I, again inclusion of Jamal Murray will be massive he was out for a large stint of last season hoping for a December return yeah. I believe yeah Still, and yeah. he's going to be there for the majority of the season it might take a little while for him to get back into the swing of things Michael Porter Jr. really keen to see he's probably one of if not the most intriguing player for mine this year just to see mm-hmm. if he's going to take that next step he's on that max contract he's got a lot, mm. lot to live up to got the bag he certainly got the bag there's a lot of players in that was it 2018 draft who have got yep. the bag mm. um luca and trey young and shay shay um but um i think they're just a team year in year out who are extremely well coached and i think they've just got elite faith in themselves and what they can achieve throughout the regular season they probably think that they're going under the radar again, which is what they like, and I'm expecting a yeah top four finish for them. Yeah, likewise for me, I've predicted fourth as well. Uh, reigning MVP in Jokic, I think he'll be hopefully in the best shape of his career. I think he'll be motivated by the potential that they showed that they're kind of not far away from being genuine threats as well, like 100%. the Mavs. Um, you know, for my mind, I think that the big question is MPJ. Yeah. I think if he he's predicted, well, the favourite for this year's most improved player, it'll be interesting to see the dynamic, though, whilst Murray's out, if he's mm-hmm. putting up 25 points a game, and once Murray comes back, how it kind of fits together, that yeah. trio. Um, so that's kind of the big, not concern for me, but just the big intriguing point hanging over this team. Uh, also, I'm keen to see number 26 pick in this year's draft, Bones Highland. He's been great name. At, yeah, well, that's out. what I thought. I was like, "This is a sick name," but he's been touted quite, um, quite highly. So interesting to see what he can do. Mm. But for the Nuggets, it all hinges on that trio. And I think you know, even it's funny to say, seeing as they had the MVP, but I think probably the most crucial cog is Porter. Mm. So yep. 
Interested to see what they can do, but I've got them at fourth. They've dipped a bit down the ladder for me. Not too far, but they've gone a six for for my standings. Um, I think Murray not being there for the start of the season is going to hurt them a bit. It puts just a load of pressure on um, the Yokes. Uh, and he's coming, what, off an ACL? So yeah. it might be a little bit hard for him to integrate himself back into it and, you know, be 100% again. Um, but like you guys were saying, a lot relies on MPJ and whether he can take that further step um, in his development. But I really do have faith in Compazzo and Rivers in holding down the fort until Murray gets back because they were great last year. They exceeded everyone's expectations. They had that patch where they were just... An elite backcourt yeah. together, which yeah. was bizarre to say. We, but we said this about Rivers last year, though, didn't we? That um, he seems to have matured mm. for a large stint of his career. He's been this guy who probably hasn't. Yeah, he's sort of been underachieving for a, for a fair while, but he stepped he's, out of daddy's shadow, maybe. Yeah, I think so. And um, yeah, I'm expecting him to have a fairly solid season. To, also, to be honest, it was when he went to the Nuggets, though. Well, like, that's it. Like a, a, who, who was he at before? I don't know. I was Rockets for a while. Rockets and stuff. Like, maybe the Nuggets is the place for him. Maybe like that's him. it. Let's move ahead to the Golden State Warriors. I've predicted them at seventh. Um, I don't think Curry can do any more than what he did last season. 32, 6 and 6. <laughs> mm. Really was a genuine MVP threat. Yeah. Um, I like what they've done just in signing Avery Bradley, Otto Porter, Iguodala. Got back that ex- a bit more experience and mm. core. And that will kind of hopefully balance out the new signings in Kaminga, Moody, mm-hmm. just providing them a little bit of mentorship yep. and a little bit of experience. Mm-hmm. Such a funny team, though, because they're really in that, you know, rebuilding to a certain extent phase, but also win now. Mm-hmm. They've certainly, if things happen towards the trade deadline, have assets that they could move for another big piece. Um, but again, a lot relies on Clay. When he comes Does. back, I think we're expecting early in the new year. But it'll also take time to getting match fit and getting back into the fold. So I think for the Warriors, I'm predicting seventh for the regular season. But I think they're going to be more of a threat in the playoffs mm-hmm. once Clay's back than what that standing says. 100%. I've got them at fifth. Um, oh, Clay Thompson, I think, is one of these guys who won't actually take too long to get back into the rhythm of things. He's... I know you have to get to match fitness, but he's very much a catch-and-shoot type player. Find him in the corner and just find him in the corner, thing. knock it down. He was shooting on one leg and knocking them down um, at times last season when he was just training. But um, I really like them bringing back Iguodala. It sort of brings a bit of that championship swagger back to them, doesn't it? Sort of... Um, the death line up. Yeah, bring back the, the guys who know what it takes to get to the to the end of the season. Um, and yeah, as you were saying, Nick, I, I think Steph Curry last season probably did as much as he possibly could do. So he'll welcome back a bit of help this year and, um, really like that Andrew Wiggins also, um, ended up getting the vaccine because I think he's another really sort of solid offensive option for yeah. them throughout mm-hmm. the season. They'll need as many offensive options and as much help for Steph, as um, possible. as possible. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely, Lee. I have got them at number three. Number three? So I'm taking the jump. I'm, I'm, I'm high on them, With especially like it's just a no-brainer. The other half of the Splash Brothers returning, even that, when is it, January? He's coming back. Early in the next year, it's kind of the rumour, but yeah. yes. Yeah. I think that'll nice. make a huge difference. Um, like Ro was saying, he'll, he'll fit in pretty seamless. Um, he doesn't have to do too much dribbling or driving or he doesn't have to rely on his athleticism or speed. Like you guys said, he can just catch and shoot, which is what mm. they need. Um, I love their inclusions that they've, they've got over the past off-season. I think we might be seeing some 2015-16 Golden State Warriors oh, this year. Third. Third. Back wow. And he's so hungry to come back, Clay's too. You see him on the bench, he's mm. like... Like just so angry that he can't be out there. I remember that. Um, do you remember that time in the season with Wayne Ellington and Rodney Magruder and not Clay Thompson? Do you not? Right? I do. I do. I think that was a bit of beef, wasn't yeah. it? And I yeah. know. Oh, yes, no. And I Clay do. Thompson was just roasting him over it like he was at ESPN. Like, yeah, it was so funny. But he's What's just Rodney Magruder doing. Yeah. I don't know. He's probably not in the league. But... Well, it's been pretty well. Is it two seasons now? Because mm. it reckon, was once yeah. that Raptors series in the yeah. finals. He went down. Here's so a little stat that I saw throughout the week. Russell Westbrook has been on yes. four different teams since Clay Thompson last mm-hmm. took the court. He's been out for a, a long, a very while. long time. Mm-hmm. Crazy, isn't it? Certainly looking forward to seeing him back and 
Yeah, it should be. A, it's going to be a fun year for the Warriors. Once those two are back together, it should be pretty explosive on the offensive end. And also on with with um, Steph Curry, I just wanted to add. I think people undermine how great of a leader he is, especially yeah. to mm-hmm. um, that front court. He leads and mentors like Damian Lee and Jordan Poole so well. You can already Jordan tell. Jordan Poole's one to watch out for just in preseason. Yeah. Oh. You know, you read into preseason what you will, but he's been electric. I reckon he's ready for a big mm. step up this year. So. Like those two under his wing. Yeah, like you said, watch out for those two. Excellent. Let's transition to the other end of the table. Uh, the Houston Rockets, Lee, where do you have them finishing? I, I haven't got many notes on them because no. I've, yeah. I, they won't finish um, mid or top. They're going to finish bottom. I've got them at 14. Yep. They'll be bad, but they're going to be fun. They'll be fun to watch, I think. Um, there'll be a lot of high-volume scoring with little defense, um, but Jalen Green and um, Kevin Porter Jr., that, that dynamic duo, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, for me, I've also oh, well, I've got them 15th. Um, Got zero expectations on them, and I think that's okay yeah. for the season. I think Jalen Green, I'm expecting him, just from all accounts and what I've seen, he's got a bit of a chip on his mm. shoulder that he wasn't selected number one. Yeah. He firmly believes he should have. So I'm expecting him to come out, and because it's the Rockets, no expectations, he's going to be the focal point. I expect oh, yeah, him exactly. to put, put, put up big numbers, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it'll be exciting to see what Wood Green um, you know, KPJ can do together well, do you build think, for the future. Do you think they will try to build a pay, uh, trade package around Christian Wood? I'd, I think, if anything, it's going to be John Wall and Eric Gordon, yeah. you know, getting rid of those older bodies. Yeah. I think it would be absolutely stupid to get rid of Wood. Yeah. I think he's kind of their centrepiece yeah. or their, their centre for the future. Centre, mm. centrepiece. Yeah, centre. <laughs> their centre for the future. So, yeah, they'll certainly play hard each night, but... I think Green's intensity might permeate a little bit through the squad, but yep. yeah, I don't expect them to put up a heap of wins. Yeah, I'm and probably you. just depending on how they start, they'll probably throw in the tower. Like they'll probably, if they don't trade them, sit Wall, sit mm-hmm. Gordon, and just look for the lottery balls. Yeah, oh, they'll play their young guys night in, night out. Try and get as much game time into them as possible. I've I've got them at fifteenth as well. Had seventeen wins last year, so I think it's only up for them. But at the same time. Um, as I said with a few teams last week, um, there is light at the end of the tunnel, but there's a long way until they actually get to the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Um, I think Jalen Green's rookie of the year for mine. I don't think it's. I don't think the wins are necessarily going to come into play. I think he's going to be coming out of the gates swinging. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what what he can do. And I, I love that they've got a direction. Now, um, I really do hope that they do um, trade John Wall and Eric Gordon because I think that they're the two pieces at the moment who are sort of out of place for now. Yeah, they need to fully commit to, you know, shutting up shop and getting rid of these guys who are probably definitely past their prime. Mm. So um, I'm probably expecting them to get rid of those two at some stage throughout the year. But, yeah, it won't be many, many wins this year for Houston. Just hope they don't rush the rebuild. No. Like, it's no – they're not trying to get to the top, you know, within the next year or two. I think that if they can keep those two pieces, KPJ and Jalen Green, and just sit with that for just a little bit, get a couple um, lottery picks, get a couple more bigger-name players – and then start Get a bit of older in. veteran experience, yeah. maybe to compliment them, just yeah. to help guide and nurture them at this young little mm. phase of their yeah. career. Fellas, that's enough of the Rockets. Yeah. Let's mm. move ahead. A team I think might cause a little... Well, we might have a bit of a range here. The mm. LA Clippers. Bro, where do you have the Clippers this season? I've got them sitting at sixth. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, yeah, it, they're one of these teams who at their full potential probably could have finished higher, but we have to take into account that Kawhi's going to be out for... Most of the regular season. Well, I've heard... He could be back in January. Which, oh, really? Yeah, which, yeah. I've heard like his recovery is optimistic. Oh, wow. There so you go. with a with a but again, it's one of these guys are probably going to take a little bit of time to get back into the swing of things. Especially with they were load managing prior to this injury. Exactly. Then, yeah, yeah, exactly right. So I, I've taken that into account. I think their squad is certainly good enough to make playoffs. PG's showing that he can lead this squad alongside Reggie Jackson. And I like what I saw out of Terrence Mann at times mm-hmm. last year. I think he would take a bigger role as well with, with Kawhi Leonard out. So um, sitting in at six, but as you were saying with Golden State, come the playoffs, I think they could wreak havoc. I'm not writing them off at all. Mm-hmm. I had them eighth, I think, um, just because I think last year they – pretty well had the best three-point shooting mm. season in history. They had, I think, it was pretty well eight guys who shot over 40%. Jeez. 
Rondo, Paul George, everyone else, Kawhi, I Rondo. Think was just under, but they Rondo. had about eight guys shoot 40% or mm-hmm. above, which is just outrageous. So that, based on averages throughout NBA history, is not going to happen again. No. Um, so I think I take that into account a little bit. So they might have jagged a few wins due to that. Lost Pat Bev, who was kind of that hurts. heart and soul of the team, brought mm-hmm. in Bledsoe and Justice Winslow. Mm-hmm. Um, read into that what you will, Bledsoe. It's a likeness for a likeness, really, I think. I think it they, is, which, mm-hmm. but I don't know, Pat Bev just plays with a little more hunger, I think, a little more fight and well, dogged who's, determinist. Who's the soul of the team now? Oh, shit. God. Yep, you tell me. Yeah, I don't know. You tell me. Um, they're going to be relying on a lot better output from, I think, Canard, who mm. was a little bit hit and miss last season, Batum, mm. um, and continued output from Reggie Jackson, who, mm. whilst Kawhi's out, really has to be that number two. I think he will be the heart and soul of the team, actually, now that we say his yeah. name, Reg. I reckon Reg will be. Um, and I guess for Paul George, it's going to be have to looking like OKC Paul George, mm. where he was <laughs> top three in MVP voting. Mm. You know, you're trying to fill a hole for the start of the season from a guy who put up 25, 7 and 5. Yeah. So there's a lot of slack to pick up there. Mm-hmm. And I just think, I think they'll still be solid because yeah. they were able to knock off the Jazz even without Kawhi. But I think just there's other teams who are going to be a bit better in the regular season. But like you said, Ro, in the playoffs, they might be a different animal. Mm. Just quickly before you go, Lee, mm. I reckon PG... You can sound clip this. I reckon he's a dark horse for the MVP. I was going to say this. I was going to say this. <laughs> well, the thing is, he if they want to go far, he's going to need to have an MVP caliber season. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, it all it all really does depend on when Kawhi is back because the season it's a long season. It's not mm. a short season. I don't think Paul George could play all what is it eighty two games. games no MVP caliber. But if he can play like. Um, playoff Paul George, playoff P until pandemic P, yeah, until Kawhi <laughs> can come back. Um, I think that'll be a good chance, and I'm not putting it past. And like Rose said, I think he's pretty dark horse. He might be very dark, but where um, did you have him? Item fifth, fifth, right. Um, I've pretty much said everything I need to say. I, I know Rowe was high on Keon Johnson pre-draft, so it'll be interesting to see what what he can do over at the Clippers. Um, but just watch out for Paul George, and I love Reg too, Reg Jacks. Well, let's switch across to their current neighbours there in the Staples Centre. I think you should start with this, mm. honey. You reckon? Yeah. Okay. I've got it's... my <laughs> got my uh, purple and gold on. I predicted them number one. Number no, one. This, Who would have thought? They've they've a hundred percent gone all in, committed the whole kitchen sink to this title. Um, yep. Title push. Westbrook joining is going to make them such an exciting team to watch. And, like, he's certainly the big name, but they've brought back, I think, Rondo Howard, which brings that kind of championship experience. <laughs> but he, Dwight Howard getting ejected is just <laughs> the most Dwight Howard thing ever in preseason. It is. But they've, they've brought also, I think, a lot of smart moves in, like, in terms of shooters, bringing in Ellington, Mello, Ariza, Monk, Nunn, Bazemore. They've really surrounded this big three of AD, mm. Russ, and LeBron with really capable shooters. Mm. We know that Kuz in his time... For as much as I love Coos, ran hot and cold. Mm. But I think these guys will bring a little more stability to that three-point um, output. Yeah. So I'm excited to see that. I really hope, and from all accounts, I think they will seem in preseason, mm. that they'll run with AD as their starting centre. Yeah. And I think they have to to make this work with For LeBron. Sure. Mm. I think from all accounts, it's going to be AD, LeBron, Russ, Ellington and Ariza. Oh, no, Ariza's out, sorry, should I say. Um, I don't know, Yeah, they'll play with a few lineups, but Mm. I think for the regular season, I hope we see quite a bit of Nunn, Monk, THT, and then really, like, I think they'll still clock up wins, but then in the back end of the season start to ramp up the superstars Mm. a little bit more. Also, a note, I only saw this the other day as I was looking at their depth chart. I'm really excited. We saw him spend the last back end of the season with the Houston Rockets. Uh, but former Cairns Taipans player Cam Oliver is on the roster. He's on the list, is he? Averaged yeah, 11.5 rebounds in a bit of a stint with the Rockets last year. Um, so, yeah, he's been uh, given a bit of an opportunity here. So, super excited to see what he can do. Jeez, they're, they're one of these teams who is as de- are as deep as they come. And I, the Hawks, I think, are the de- two deepest teams. Oh, maybe the Nets. What oh. about the Utah Jazz? <laughs> They're up there. I'll, I'll be. Mind you, give me that face. Have you seen that lineup? <laughs> Sorry, bro. I'll be. I'll be legitimately surprised if they don't finish it in a top three seed this year. They've just got all the pieces to make it work. 
Um, so I, where have you got them? I've yes. got them at number two this oh. year. Um, I think the inclusion of Westbrook just adds to the to their chances of winning the championship. The only thing that I can really see deterring them is the fact that a lot of these guys, as we know, are veterans. They're older guys. Will they be sitting guys throughout the year, sitting key guys? Mm. I guess because they know that they're going to make the playoffs, I think that's a given. Will they be sitting guys and will that affect their end of season seed? To be honest, I'm not too sure if it will. Still see that. What, what well, no, you, that? You, well I, just that point, yeah. because we saw the impact it had last season against the Suns. They kind of, mm. oh, we know LeBron and AD got injured, but kind of thought going in, oh, it doesn't really matter where they finish, they're still going to be. You know, a genuine mm. threat, and they got knocked out. They got knocked not out. having home mm. courts. So I think this year they might maybe try a little bit harder in that mm. regard. So the crazy thing is, you compare this team to the team that won the championship a few years ago, and they're miles <laughs> better. Miles mm. better. There's only like two remaining players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they'll they'll be right up there. Um, as I said, that like the fact that they're getting on in age and they might be sitting in a few games might um, deter them from finishing first, but. Um, yep, still a very high seed finish for mine. League. Item two as well. With Russ over at LA, I think Russ isn't an easy player to fit in. I think it's going to take a bit of time for him to integrate himself into that team. Do you think, though, because he hasn't won a chip, he'll mm. just fall in line and do what he has to do? Like, knowing this is, without a doubt, his best nah, opportunity at a title? I don't think so. He's still got that ego. Had the last four seasons or so averaging a triple-double, do you reckon? He, you don't reckon he's just keen to get that chip now? <sighs> Oh, well, that's, the, that's the thing. It's a lot of uncertainty with the Lakers. I mm. feel like, in my opinion, they're either going to finish second or first or, like, sixth or seventh. Um, so it all depends if it goes to plan. Like you said, if some of these guys sit out, you see with most teams, the main star sits out and you bring in some younger guys. Mm-hmm. If LeBron or AD sits out, you're bringing in plus 30-year-olds um, into your main lineup, which is a bit scary. Bring in Cam Oliver. Get him in the centre spot. <laughs> bring get on... I should have kept Vic Law as well in the fold. Oh, he should have got a spot. Really. One one name that you mentioned, Nick, that I think is slept on, and I, I'm going to miss him so much, is Malik Monk. I think he's going to bowl out over yeah. at LA. He's an underrated name. Yep. I remember he had a couple, like, 50-point games where he can just, you know, go Line on and up. spark mm-hmm. it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it all depends on their injury status and yep. how, how long they spend... Um, you know, load on load management and how well Russ integrates, in my opinion. Going to be a fun year, so watch out for the Lakers, Lee. While you're on the, the flow of things, mm-hmm. continue on with the Memphis Grizzlies. Where do you see them finishing? I have Grizzlies at 11 this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's that, just missing out on the plane, yep. I think? Um, just missing out. I think Steve Adams isn't going to f- feel the role of Valanciunas as yeah, Valanciunas would have. Um, but I, I do think it's a smart move. Um, for Memphis, in a sense, I think that Stephen Adams is going to nurture John Moran in a similar way that he nurtured Russell Westbrook, or not so much nurtured, but just fit in well together as that um, big man combo punch with the with the point guard. Um, JJJ was out for a majority of last year, so it would be nice to see him back. Um, but it's just a matter of whether the jar can take that next step, which I think he can because he just keeps improving. He's not, he's not, you know, digressing. Is that a word? Regressing. Regressing, yeah. Yeah, digressing, regressing. Yeah. Little combo word. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Get the uh, dictionary out. <laughs> on the Scrabble board. Um, right. I've, I've got them sitting at ninth. I, after the last few seasons, I'm refusing to write them off because I've we do it every year, don't written we? them off every single year. In saying that, I just, just due to the teams that I have making the top eight, I couldn't fit them in. Mm-hmm. I'd love to fit them in because I feel like they might prove me wrong again. But, um, yeah, I think the loss of Valentunas can't go unnoticed and it won't go unnoticed this year. Um, he, he's, Good on the boards, but he's also another offensive option. Losing that and including Stephen Adams isn't a like-for-like in, no. in terms of offensive options. Um, Jarmoran, I think I've said it in the past, but I reckon he's a guy who is capable of carrying his team sort of like like um, Luka Doncic to play off um, in the future. Um, different types of players, but I think he's definitely capable of doing that. Um, this year, though, I think he might just finish outside the eight um, yeah. along with the Grizzlies. 
For me, I had them 11th, and I really had to fight hard to get them mm. to that point. I was mm. about to go lower, and oh, I really? oh, notoriously go low on the Grizzlies every oh. year. But I think that loss of Valentinus mm. is just massive. I mm. really think, like, Adams will not be able to stretch the no. floor at all. Um, and with JJJ coming back mm. in, he's going to kind of be in the paint a little mm. bit more. So I think it's going to become quite congested. We know Morant isn't the best from the three-point line, so mm. he's also going to be looking to sw- snake his way in the paint. Um, big question over though whether him and Adams, Morant and Adams, can be a good pick and roll tandem together. Or well, do you think it'd be similar to Russ and Adams? Do you get where I'm coming from? I, I, I get that, but I yeah, yeah. Well, the I, thing I, is- I see potential there, but I also like with you know Jaron Jackson Jr. in there mm-hmm. as well. I think it's all going to become yeah, very lot. congested. There's not going to be enough shooting from the outside. On Stephen Adams, I think a lot of people have a bit of recency bias. I don't think he brought much at all to the New Orleans Pelicans. He averaged eight points it last was, season. It was pretty bad. But but what about him at OKC? Are we forgetting those times? Like, I, I'm not writing I Adams off. You're forgetting those times. Yeah, I am not? 100%. I'm, uh, <laughs> that's, I, uh, but I, that's I, recency bias. It is to a certain extent, but I think just for the Grizzlies with what they need, yeah. they need... I think someone to fill that role of Valentinus, mm. and if he's averaged eight points last season, he needs to get to at least between twelve and fifteen. Well, can Rose split the middle? Where are you on Adams? I personally, I still don't think he's going to be there long term. I wouldn't even be surprised if he got traded throughout the season. But I, I think with Adams, as I was saying, that he doesn't fit the offensive um, sort of mould that Valentinus mm. fits. Mm. Um, but then I agree with you, Lee, in the fact that I think he's the type who can nurture um, Jar Moran throughout this season. He's a very good leader mm-hmm. um, and sort of protector of the paint. Um, so, yeah, I'm sort of in two minds with, with him. Definitely not going to provide get, as much in terms of scoring. No, but. I get scared, though, because they're a young team mm-hmm. and they run a lot. Yeah, I don't like Adams is 27, but he looks about 45 the way yeah. he moves. I don't think he'll be able to get up and down the court. Russ was fast. Yeah, but Adams didn't score a whole lot then, did he either? No, but he doesn't need a score. On this team, he does, I think. Who are their scoring options? I think I've just got too much of that pride close to home, that New Zealand (laughs) (laughs) neighbour pride. (laughs) Well, I'm excited to see, though, Jarrett Culver. Um, The number six pick in the 2019 draft. He struggled in Minnesota. He's jumped ship now to the Grizzlies, so hopefully he'll get a bit more of a look in and hopefully develop. And likewise, Mm. really liked what we saw last year from Desmond Bain. Yes, so hopefully yeah. this year, again, he can stuff. maybe carry a little bit more of the slack on that offensive mm-hmm. end as well. So, yeah, I, I struggled to get them to 11th, but we'll see how they go. A team I had pretty close to them, the Minnesota Timberwolves, mm-hmm. I had at number 10. Mm-hmm. A lot of optimism around the Timberwolves camp at the moment. Yeah. Got the new owners. Um, they lost Culver and Rubio, but signed Beverly and Torian Prince. Didn't do too much else, but they should hopefully have Carl Towns with hopefully... A full season and a full season being there physically and mentally. Yeah. We know how much of a struggle he had losing five family members, mm-hmm. I believe, due to COVID. God, so that's five? I thought it was just his mum. Yeah, the weight of the world on his shoulders. Gee, so um, certainly, hopefully, he can get back to reaching the potential. Like he's arguably one of the biggest, uh, the best big men yeah. in the league when he's firing. Um, for me, though, what I would love to see, and we I mentioned this time and time, we all mentioned it time and time again last season. But I really want to see D. Russ in that sixth man role. You do? I think with Towns, Edwards, Beasley, um, you know, who else we got? You can put in Beverly in the starting lineup. Have Russ, have Beverly in that starting lineup. And have Russ come on and just light up the bench. Mm. He can play like a Jordan Clarkson, just, you know, he's he's essentially Jordan Clarkson, but can probably handle and facilitate a little bit more. Mm. But he's got that ability from outside, so. Really, really, really want to say that, and I think yeah. that would be perfect for their system, mm-hmm. and it enables then more for Edwards to do. Yeah, averaged nineteen five and three last year. He's got more. he's got heaps to like about mm-hmm. him. His efficiency so. got so much better as the season progressed. Mm-hmm. I could certainly see a world in which they finish eighth or ninth. Yeah, um, but I've got them tenth, so I'm, I'm slightly optimistic about the Wolves for this mm-hmm. season. I've got them ninth, in fact. I don't think it'll be a breakout year where they're going to make 5-6 um, in the West. No. But I think they're going to make that step above the Grizzlies and, say, Pelicans and the Kings, and they're going to get into that realm of Trailblazers and Dallas Mavericks, in my opinion. 
Now that you're talking about it, I think um, D'Lo off the bench and Pat Bev starting, I think that just needs to happen. It Makes sounds sense. too good. Um, he would have a very strong contention of winning six man of the year if he did that D'Lo. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know if you guys knew, but Cat D'Lo and Edwards only played eight games together yes, last very year. Very limited time together. So, so I really want to see what, what they are like as a trio. Mm-hmm. Um, D'Lo doesn't have to start, but I just want to see them on the floor just, together at yeah. some point. Yeah, um, closing lineups 100%. Yeah. Development of Edwards and McDaniel um, will, you know, keep going. I think Edwards is promising young, you know, prospect. I think he had a good... Uh, you know, chance to win Rookie of the Year last year, even though he didn't. Um, but no, if they're all healthy and playing together, I think that'll that'll get them around that playing mark. He's got star potential, Edwards. And I mean, oh, really yeah. big star potential. Def- a lot to like about him. Defense was their um, downfall last year, but Torian Prince and Pat Bev, I think they'll pick up that. Absolutely, I right. Think so as well. Yourself, where do you have the Wolves? I've got them at. 11th this season. Yep. I, I think they're getting very close to the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I think in the coming seasons, they'll be contending for a playoff spot for sure. Um, starting five, it looks like on paper that that starting five would be a team that would be contending truly for playoffs. Um, got some really solid names in there. Um, I'm a bit worried about their depth, which is sort of the reason which I'm still placing them outside the playoffs. Um, but in a few seasons, perhaps when they recruit, recruit a few more players, even though um, Minnesota certainly isn't a destination no. franchise, um, hopefully they can be a contender for playoffs. But I think um, I really like what you said, Nick, with um, D'Angelo Russell coming off the bench. I think it makes sense. I think they've got too many sort of similar type scoring options in they that starting five. All in that starting five. There's too only one rock, isn't there? Yeah. And yep. it, it doesn't balance out with having too much offense in that starting lineup and That's too right. much defense in the in the second unit. Imagine Jordan Clarkson in the starting five for the Utah Jazz. It would be a, it'd be a different dynamic. Um that's why Mike Conley works. So um yeah, I'm still expecting they'll sort of finish around that eleventh mark, but yeah, I don't know. In a few it's years, they could be true. Bit of excitement yeah. brewing there in Minnesota. Uh, a team that's kind of failed to deliver. Roy, continue on with your train of thought on the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, New Orleans I've got at 10th this year. Yep. Um, I think it was a few seasons ago we thought they'd be contending just because they sort of recruited Zion and yeah. we thought he'd... And he's been solid, but um, he's probably not the guy who's going to carry them into playoff contention. Um, losing someone like Lonzo Ball, who can be a really good facilitator, is probably going to hurt them. Um, and I think they're going to have Devontae Graham filling yes. that spot, which oh, I'm not a huge fan of. Friend of the show, but My also... My stocks have dropped as well on yeah, here. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to be... You're still riding him, Lee? Oh, he's friend of the show. He's friend of the show, yeah. but it's still, like, I don't know if I can rely on him to be my guy. Friend is kind of family stick for him. <laughs> I do. Indeed, you made me do it. Dom Toretto, <laughs> um, six man, not a good starter. I yeah, yeah. As yeah. a as a, will he be starting? He didn't think would so. He? Yeah. Um. So I, I don't see a world in which um New Orleans finish in that top eight, and I but I certainly don't see them bottoming out either. Um, mm. sitting at around ten for mine. Lee, item ten as well. Yep. I think people undermine or don't appreciate the duo of Zion and. Lonzo Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. I know Lonzo probably didn't play to his full potential, but he fitted in so well with Zion, and I just don't think Devontae's going to be able to do that. Um, I'd love to see a bit more consistency and efficiency from Brandon Ingram. I know he has the ability to do it. It's just a matter of locking in and doing it. Um, Zion's obviously going to bowl out, I reckon, but his loyalty to whether he stays or not depends. Big year. It depends not only on the players, but on the coaching staff, how many minutes they give him, and also on the front office, what they do around with trades, because there's already been rumours that he kind of isn't happy with the situation he's in now. You want to keep that that, um, future cornerstone in place. Absolutely. Mm. For me, I've got them ninth. I'm not sold on this team. I think that mm-hmm. getting Valanchunas is huge and will work get. a lot better him and Zion as opposed to Adams and Zion, yeah. just again with Valanchunas' ability to stretch the floor a little more. Um, I've got them this high just partly because of how good Zion is. He had <laughs> he averaged 27, 7 and 4 mm-hmm. last season. Goodness and me. I think we kind of undervalue how good he was. Mm-hmm. He is just such a dominant force. Again, we keep mentioning 
probably since Shaq, the most dominant force in the paint in NBA history. Um, you know, uh, losing ball hurts. Mm. Bringing in Graham, I am not a huge fan no. of. But I think if you put, I think Valanciunas will kind of be the linchpin for this mm. team. Will hopefully tie in, you know, Graham, Zion, Ingram. Will tie it in all a little bit mm. better. Uh, I'm not quite sold in terms of their their depth, but. I guess for me, in terms of Ingram, what you just mentioned, Lee, I really want to see him step up mm. on the defensive end yeah. and act like a KD who's got the with those long, long spider leggy arms, arms, spider arms. arms. He should be able to just put the clamps on people a little bit better than what he does. Yeah. Mm. Um, but likewise, I agree in the sense it's a big year for the organisation in terms of keeping Zion happy. Yeah. You know, with the disharmony that's been brewing. A guy like this doesn't want to kind of waste waste his mm. career in your lanes. Well, do you think um, his career, not his career, do you think the seasons he's played in your lanes has been wasted to an extent, or do you think it's all right for his development? I don't think it's been wasted, not at the age he's at. No. I think he's yeah. been given the responsibility to kind of lead mm. a team, to, you know, show what he can do. So, like, with as much kind of expectation. Like, he hasn't been mm. thrust into the lime yeah. limelights of LA and just had the weight of the world on his shoulders. Sort of similar to Anthony Davis in a little way yeah, at the yeah. start of his career where he made a name for himself in his own right um, at a New Orleans. Market, yeah. yeah, and then mm. made the transition. But um, do, do we reckon Zion is, thrives more when he has an actual facilitator on the team? Like, do you reckon, you know, Zion's going to be hurt by the loss of... Lonzo Ball and the inclusion of Devontae Graham because I don't see Devontae no. as a legitimate facilitator on a nightly basis. Like He's not like a Chris Paul point guard, no. is he, who can just dish out dimes. The IQ isn't through the roof. No, no disrespect. I, I don't think but... it will. Just because <laughs> Zion can just... He can handle the ball, but he can get the ball and drive to the rim. It doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't need a point guard to spot him up in the corner. Mm. It so, he doesn't rely on his game on it, but it no. definitely amplifies his output. I was thinking more like in the pick and roll and stuff. He's. Yeah, I think it, he's quite handy to have a guy who can dish dimes to him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess you're right in that respect that it's not his game isn't fully reliant yeah. on having one of those guys. Big year yeah. though. Big year for New Orleans. Let's move ahead. To the OKC Thunder, I've got them at 14th. I won't spend too much time on them. No. Another team, as like the Rockets, zero expectations, and that's okay. They're a team for the next decade. Mm. All about Josh Giddy, though. <laughs> All about Giddy. I'm very, very excited. You know, I've banged on him for the last year and a bit. Can't wait done to see what, what he can do. What's that? You've done what on him? Banged on him. Oh, okay. come on. What did you say? <laughs> what do you think I said? Oh, no. Exactly <laughs> what you said. You banged on oh, Josh Giddy. <laughs> Settle down. We know you like him, but come on. How much you like him? Yeah, you, you've got him. They didn't even pick it up. It was like, yeah, what about what yeah. He's just normal, of course. I've been doing that. <laughs> Appealing looking guy, man. Oh, come on, he's 18. Oh. oh. <laughs> um, FGA, 24, 5, and 6 last season. He is, I think, he's going to have a big weight on his shoulders, yeah. but I think he can yeah. handle it. He's looked good. And again, his, his timeline kind of fits well with this core. Um, does, they've got yeah. rid of all the old Deadwood, and they're really building for the next couple of years. So yeah. I think with Dort, Maladon, Baisley, Roby, Poku, they're mm-hmm. kind of they're poised for the next couple of years. And with the amount of draft assets they have, I don't think there's going to be too much worry about this season. No, uh, no. twenty-five to thirty wins would be perfect for this team. Um, it's all about development once again. So you know, not too concerned. Just interested to see how. Giddy and Kogo. Well, do you think that jo- uh, not Josh Giddy? Do you think that um, Shea will stay and wait for them to develop with all these new, you know, draft picks this year? I think if yeah. he sees the potential in some of these younger players mm. a little more this year, um, I think he will. If mm. you can see in the next two or three years, mm. even that there's the chance they could be in the playoffs or yeah. whatever else, but. I think he's well aware that they're a project yeah. team, and I think pr- probably management would have gotten his ear already and said, "Look, we've got something exciting brewing. Do you want to stick around?" And he's been offered the ma- max and contract. Well, as that's well. it. And like, is he good enough to lead a bigger franchise? Like to lead a team to the playoffs? What do you mean a bigger franchise? Well, like lead a say a, a New York if um, he went there. Could he be the star and lead them? Whereas. You know, I think he's a really good fit for OKC. Yeah, that's what I think. I don't think he it would be good for him to go elsewhere at the no. moment. I think he can be the the star, the big dog, get, get his payday, put mm. up the stats, and kind of lead this young group. Agree, hundred percent agree. 
I've got them sitting at 14th um, this year. As you said, very little expectation. We know that it's going to be a long-term sort of project um, in terms of getting wins on the board and making the playoffs. But, um, yeah, I think likewise I'm very much looking forward to watching Josh Giddy this year. I think he's the reason I'll be tuning in to OKC Thunder mm-hmm. games. And, geez, he had a really good game in the preseason Didn't the other he? other day sort of gave us a bit of an idea of what we might be expecting this year even mm. though I don't think Sh- was Shea playing in that game don't I don't think believe so, so. Mm. but anyway he still showed really good signs so um, yeah 14th I'm 15th I'm not like we don't have any expectations for him I'm more looking forward just to the individual development of um, yep. Shea Lou Dort and Giddy yep. and that's pretty much all I have to say <laughs> there you go. Well, you might, you might keep us on track with the Phoenix Suns League. Suns, let's have a look. I have Suns at four. Um, to be honest, with Chris Paul, I don't know what year he's entering, but he's turning 36 or 37 this year. wouldn't surprise me if he drops the minutes and drops the game a little bit. Um, a little bit. and But that won't matter too much because he's not known for his scoring output. He's known for his IQ and his leadership. Um but it wouldn't surprise me if he does drop that a bit. I think um, the playoff experience will help all those young guys a fair bit. Um, and I do believe that Cam Johnson and campaign will make that leap, that next leap. Um, not to start them, but they're going to make a leap this year, and I've got them at four. I've got them at two. I think they're really going to have a lot of momentum. They were, they'd won the first two games of the NBA Finals. They were two mm. wins away from being NBA champions. That hunger is going to be flowing. No, through no poor person more than CP3, I right. think he's yeah. going to be coming back. No, he was so great, close. Yeah. The first title of his career, so close. He's going to be probably committing everything to this season. Mm. Oh, he's going to so be you, okay, so you think this will be his last full-out season where he just goes all in? Oh, I think so. Well, yeah, I think he's okay. absolutely going to go all out for it. Um, they've added players, Landry Shamet, Alfred Payton, JaVale McGee. Love seeing, I just love... JaVale McGee because he's the ultimate walking meme. They're good, um, good pieces. Devin Booker, I think, I think this is his, the year if they're going to get second and be genuine threats, he needs to put himself on an all-NBA team. Average 26-4-4 last season, but I think he now needs to put himself in a top 10 player in the league conversation. Mm, yeah. And that for them to be where I think they should be and to be title contenders, he has to. DeAndre Ayton. Arguably one of the best big, but I keep that that little line gets me every time. The best big men in the league at the minute, oh, I think. His game in the last twelve months has really blossomed. Yeah. Uh, I think he's got with that kind of trio and the complementary players they have around him. I think they're in a really good position to put a lot of wins on the board and go deep in the playoffs just, once again. Just quickly on DeAndre, did you see throughout the week that he wasn't off at the max contract? Mm. Yes. In your guys' opinion, does he deserve the max contract? I think so. I think he does. I think he does. I think he does. And a I big think part of their future, isn't he? It's, it's big, though, in the sense that, you know, was it Cam Johnson getting paid, Devin Booker getting paid, mm. Chris Paul getting paid. But so not DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton, but that's... A lot, a lot of money. So I think they're going to use this year to see if this team is a genuine, mm. you know, yep. a genuine title contender. Because if they're not, then they would probably look to offload some of that money because that's a big, big luxury tax mm. bill to pay. So it I think You'd want to pay it's kind of smart though. on the franchise sense just having another year to really be 100% sure in it. I wonder if that leaves a bad taste in his mouth, though. It would. Like I said, you'd want to pay him soon else he's going to leave. Yeah. I would too. He's he's due for a max contract. If I was Especially DeAndre Ayton... as these other guys get it. If I was DeAndre Ayton and I didn't get it, I'd be leaving. You're Not right now, pick. but after this season. You've seen Shea, Doncic, Trey, Porter all get the bag. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I see both sides. You've got to be smart about it, don't you? So I think from the franchise's point, they've just got to give him their word that, you know, okay, we're going to give you the max. We just need to see if we're going to Agreed. offload anyone else or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, I'm with you. I've got them number two, Rose. <sighs> I have got them at number one. There it year. is. <laughs> there it is. I um I think they'll be out for redemption this year. Um. As you said, Nick will be as hungry as they've ever been. CP3 is running out of time. He doesn't have the years left to um, to muck around. So I think he'll he'll be leading that team, and um, he'll be he'll be starving for success after getting so close last year. Feeding time, hungry boy. It's feeding time. He's ready to go. Um, I reckon they've got 
all the belief in themselves after making that run. They know what it takes to yep. make it there. They'll know throughout the regular season in particular that it will take a finishing in a favourable seed um, to have a good chance of making it all the way. Um, just touching on Devin Booker, I reckon he's definitely capable of being a 30-point-a-night player, and I hope he does that this season because they'll need it um, to to truly contend, in my opinion. Agreed. Um, because I think CB3 may be a little less inactive on the offensive side of things in terms of scoring. Saving and the petrol tickets a little I th- bit more. Yeah, I think he might have to. And yep. um, I think Devin Booker's probably going to be one of those guys, if not the main guy, who picks up the slack um, on the offensive side of things. So Love that. Number one. Very, very keen to see what they can achieve. Ro, carry on with the Portland Trailblazers for us. Portland are one of these teams, aren't they? Uh, For the last few years, I've said they'd finish fifth, sixth. I've got them at eighth, just inside the playoffs. I I couldn't put them outside knowing that they had a few of these guys um, on their team. Damian Lillard, I think he's a guy who... MVP caliber type player who can lift his team into playoff contention. CJ McCollum was out for a little bit of, um, well, actually it was a large component of last season, which I think really hurt them, um, not having that second real legitimate um, scoring option. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty short and sweet, but I think they'll be finishing inside that top eight just. I've got them sixth. I think mm. we keep saying it, but this is, I reckon, last chance saloon for this mm. backcourt duo of Damon CJ. They're starting five, though. You add in those two, Covington, Powell, and Nurkic should be elite. Should be. So I think they're still going to be a good regular team. Dame will be right back in MVP talk. Mm. I reckon he's going to go 110%, 29-4-8. and eight. Another phenomenal season mm. from him. But the, they added Dennis Smith, Ben McLemore, McLemore, McLemore. Mm. <laughs> Through a shot. Through a shot. Tony Snell and Cody Zeller. Yep. But I think the biggest and most underrated signing of the whole uh, trade period, Larry Nance Jr. You're um, big on him, aren't you? I am very wow. high on him, and I think he's the perfect, perfect player for this team. Um, his ability off the bench on both ends of the floor, mm. he can play a small ball five. He's got yeah. the ability to shoot, can lock down probably one to five just about. And I think we could see him potentially, depending on matchups, in that starting lineup. I th- I'm really high on him, and mm-hmm. I think just for their team, he's just the perfect piece that kind of can encompass everything mm. um, and really tie together, you know, both ends of the floor. He's another one of these guys, I don't know if you agree, but he's another one of these guys who seems to have evolved and matured. He's gone from mm. a guy who's probably more so known for his highlight reels, doing the occasional mm. big dunk, yep. um, and evolved into a really handy role player. So I, I can see why you're high so on him. very excited mm. by what he can do this season, and especially for the Blazers, I think he's the perfect fit for them. Mm. Lee? I have him eight, and I honestly can't see the Blazers beyond or below this point. I think they're going to have a very similar season to the one they've had the past probably three, where they make it probably around eight, seven, and get knocked out in the first round. And to be honest, I'm quite sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm <laughs> saying it. That the dummy. I, I think Dame needs to get out of here. I know he wants to shut up the haters and prove everyone different, but he can only carry that team as much as he can. He's going to shut um, you up is what you're saying. Oh, I'd, <laughs> I'd, lo- I'd love to see it. I'd love to see them finish fifth or fourth this year, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to finish eighth. I don't think the inclusions, and none of you mentioned this, um, outweigh what they lost. Um, throughout the offseason, and that was Carmelo Anthony along with Ennis Cantor. Derek Jones. Yeah, Derek Jones Jr. I think those three pieces were um, great for them. Um, I think so, Ennis Cantor was really good yeah. um, backup insurance, wasn't he? Like when Nurkic went down. Double, double, 20s. Mm. <laughs> he loved those loved 2020 it. games. It wouldn't even surprise me if Dame requested a trade mid-year. If things go south early, could well be on the cards. And I don't think it's a matter of needing to trade CJ and Nurkic, say, to get someone else for Dame. Mm. I think it's done. I think Dame needs to go. And I hate to see it because I love Dame at the Blazers. It's a perfect... It's just such culture for him. But um, I think he just needs to dip. Let's move ahead to the Sacramento Kings perennial underachievers. I've got them at 12th. Um, I think Fox is an absolute star. He's dynamite to watch alongside Halliburton. Uh, Fox averaged 25, 4, and 7 last season, and Halliburton in his rookie year, 13 points, 3 rebounds, 5 assists. So I really like that kind of duo. 
Bagley has been really poor thus far in his career. Oh, yeah. Crazy to think he was a number three pick. Oh, something has to click this season for him. For Bagels. Uh, it, it has to, because mm. he's been very underwhelming. Got plenty of shooting in Hill, Barnes, Halliburton can stroke it, Fox. Um, and I, I keep saying I think their best option is to just run and gun, yeah. turn every every game into a track meet. Um, just interested to see, and we spoke about... I think Lee, or was it yourself, Ro, who had Davion Mitchell in your... Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, well, I'm interested to see just how they work him in, in, in to their guard lineup this mm-hmm. year. Um, but, yeah, I, I think they're going to, as I said at the start, perennial underachievers. Mm-hmm. They're going to just fail to make the, even the plane, yeah. I believe. I have them at 12 too. Yeah. To be honest, I think the Kings have a lot of players who, if they had a breakout season, they could rise up the ladder a fair bit. You look at Fox, Halliburton, Bagels, as we were talking about, Barnes and Hield. If maybe just one or two of them took that next step, I think they could be up and around the top part of the play-in. Bagels just take any step that's not backwards. <laughs> you oh, just want to hope so. Please. I'm not that low on Bagels. I don't mind him, actually. But um, it's just a matter of, of if they can take that next step. Um, but like you said, the inclusion of the rookie Davian Mitchell will be exciting and a bit nerve-wracking to see how he fits in. They've already got Fox and Halliburton. older as well. And like he's older. So. Mature. Yeah, yeah, but is he, is it like, what is he? Is he 22, 23? He's not young. So it's like, do we, you know, do we invest into him mm. if he proves? I don't know, know if he has fitting into Yeah, him, neither do I. I just don't see that at the minute. So, again, that's a dilemma for them to figure out. Yeah. Right for yourself? Oh, 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 yeah, likewise, that's a three-peat. I've got them sitting at 12th as well. I think um, De'Aaron Fox is one of these guys who's legitimately wasting his career at Sacramento. Mm. I, I, I know they've got a few good pieces and a few promising pieces but i just don't see them rising into playoff contention in the in the near future i I think a big part of that is because there's they're so reliant on so few in this team um that you know and i've said in the past that playoff contenders have multiple contributors on a nightly basis and this team just does not have that Mm -hmm. darren fox he's the guy he's the consistent um, performer on a nightly basis and I like what I saw last year from Halliburton but yeah. even like Buddy Hield he frustrates me because he's such a streaky shooter and he shows up some nights and doesn't show up other nights Bagels I'm extremely low on because he's had so much hype in the early part of his career and he hasn't hasn't even slightly lived up to it. He's lucky he's as young as he still is. He has time to turn it around but he's he been does, very but... underwhelming so far. Oh dearie me. Um, so I, th- I think 12th is a fair prediction. Uh, Lee, the Spurs. I don't have too much on the Spurs. That's all right. Um, I'm, more, any of us I'm more just excited, or not excited, but I'm intrigued by their young pieces and how they can develop individually. And by young pieces, I'm talking about DeJounte De- Murray. Who's not that young anymore. Is he not? 27. Wow. No, that's young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's young enough. He's still pretty young. Um, Kelton Johnson and Poodles, I think individually um they can they can rise um but i don't think them going i don't see them going the distance last roll of the dice you'd think under pop yeah i think last so, roll yeah, of the dice. i reckon i'm super keen for this team just to see jock landau yes oh, yeah, title winner melbourne united i really hope and i think he should get quite a few minutes mm. i think they're quite high on him in the organization just from hearing all the reports since he joined uh with derosen gone now they really don't have any real scoring threat no player on their roster last season averaged 17 points or more. So that's slightly mm. concerning um, that you're going to have to be dogs on D now, I think. I think so. Uh, you know, Murray probably is the most likely, is the oldest, but has the potential on both ends of the floor to probably be the, I guess, the leader and the mm. face of this franchise somewhat at the moment. Uh, they, I'm interested to see they drafted the youngest player in the draft, Josh Primo, mm. Primo however you no, pick yeah. your poison. Um, the, I reckon he'll spend quite a bit of time with the Austin Spurs in the G League, mm. but apparently in training camp they're quite excited by him, mm. which is good given they used a pretty high draft pick on him, a uh, kind of unknown talent, mm. unknown quantity. So, yeah, I think they're, they're always going to play hard, and especially under Pop, given it's his last year as well, but they're just not quite you know, up there, so I've got them 13th. Yeah, I, I think they're going to struggle as well. I've got them sitting at 13th. Um, yeah, even though DeMar DeRozan in his time at the San Antonio Spurs didn't 
carry them to great heights, he was still a consistent offensive option. I think they've lost that. Mm-hmm. And um, to Jonte Murray, I really love watching him play. He's an absolute dog out there. But, uh, again, I don't think he's going to provide the same offensive output as DeMar Rosen did. Um yeah, the name that you mentioned, Primo or Primo, however you pronounce it. We need to do like names like this. What do we want to go with? Do you reckon we go? What do you like, Primo? I like Primo. It's Primo. It'd be Primo. It's like Josh Primo. Oh. Josh Primo sounds better than Primo. Can we just come up with a nickname for him? <laughs> Josh Primo. Josh. Yep, that's <laughs> yep, that's the one. Um, I'm I'm interested to see. Um, there's only one Josh. There's only one, only Josh, one Josh, Josh from that draft class. <laughs> um, interested to see what what he can do. For the simple fact that we so we know so little about him at the moment, and we you start to think that the San Antonio Spurs have seen something in him that perhaps no one else has seen. So, it could be very interesting to see what he can achieve this year. Bro, take us away with the last team, the Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz. I've got them sitting at three. Um, I think they're an elite regular season team. They've got all the all the makings of a team who can finish with a high seed again this year. Mm. They've got a perfect mix between superstars, role players and depth. And I think they're coached really well as well. Um, Quinn Snyder, I, I rate really highly. Um, it'll be another sort of matter of if they can perform in the playoffs because that's been the, their sort of downfall over the last yes. few years. But, um, yeah, expecting another high finish. Um, I'd be surprised if they finished anywhere outside the top four. So, three for me. Likewise, I've got them thrown. You know what I like about them? What? They're consistent. Like, mm, their yeah. squad, they've brought in Hassan Whiteside and Eric Paschal. That's pretty well it. They've got a really... And Rudy Gay. And Rudy Gay, sorry. Um, he, they've got a really nice just core that they've kept intact for the last few years. Likewise, I think they're a regular season team. I'm, I haven't given up hope, but I'm still concerned about their... Hopes Especially given they couldn't knock off the Clippers last season. Mm. They were done in by Terrence Mann just exploding, yeah. uh, which, you know, is ordinary. Mm. Uh, Mitchell looks set to, again, take that step into superstardom. Jordan Clarkson, a walking bucket off the bench. And mm-hmm. I, I really think they're probably going to break a few three-point shooting records this season. You look yeah. here, there's Mitchell, Bogdanovich, Conley, Ingles, O'Neill, Clarkson. That's a very, very strong mm. three-point shooting team. Um, so, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do and really hope that they, again, another team reach their potential because their, you know, regular seasons have been phenomenal the last couple of years. Mm. They just need to execute in the playoffs now. I've put them one. They're one at the top for me. The top um, dogs. They had the best record last year, and I don't think that will change. I think it'll probably get even better with the inclusions they've got. I know at the start of the podcast, Nick, you hated Hassan Whiteside. Oh, I remember. I hated him. You called him a... No, what? You called him a monkey. <laughs> but it wasn't in that It context. wasn't in that context. You said just, he played like a monkey, but still. It was just, it was just a bit silly, a bit playful. Nearly human, know. but lacking the coordination. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> um, well, I'm quite the opposite. I actually quite like Hassan Whiteside. And I didn't like, I hated when he was at the Kings because they would not give him minutes to save his life. Um, I think they might over at Utah. Yeah. bit concerned with... Conley's availability because I think he does a lot more than everyone thinks he does um, behind the stat sheet. Um, do you reckon Donovan Mitchell is entering his prime this year? What is he? Be about 26, 27? No, not that old. 24. Is he not? Oh, no, he's like 26, right? Is he? Okay. I, don't, I don't know. But check, check this. I'm, I, I don't, I, he's only come in the year in the league a couple 25, of 25, so okay. in the middle. Well, the middle. There you go. <laughs> um, he's, he's probably another year or two away mm. but I think he's going to be playing some really quality ball and likewise him and Booker are kind of you know we mentioned Luca and Trey on the same trajectory mm. Booker and Mitchell are kind of similar so mm. he should be pushing for an all NBA spot as well yeah. people say he's the second coming of Dwayne Wade and I like the comparisons mm. to be honest with you he's an elite scorer and I think he's got the ability to lead this team to the ultimate success um, over the next few years so um, I love Donovan Mitchell. I think he's going to go down as an all-time great. Fellas, we have tackled all 15 teams in the West. It was no easy feat once again, given that the West is so deep. Mm. Um, very interesting. I think probably the biggest differences we had in this one were probably Golden State yep. and the Clippers. Yep. Um, but certainly looking forward to it. It's going to be a phenomenal year, and it's going to be an absolute dogfight, I reckon, for those last couple of playoff playing spots. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so certainly looking forward to that. Okay, you, who, who are you most excited to see in the West? Oh, the Lakers, obviously, okay. just because I think they're going to be so fun and 
biased as well. Okay. I'm really excited to see how the Timberwolves are going to perform. Well, so am I. Yep. Um, yeah, and the Golden State Warriors too. For yourself, right? Yeah, I was about to say Golden State, um, uh, the obvious one for mine because we haven't seen them at full strength for a, for a long while, so I'm looking forward to seeing Clay Thompson mm-hmm. back, but also looking forward to seeing OKC, seeing Josh Giddy running <laughs> around, running strolling <laughs> around. Um, no, he's going to be good value. Guys, as we said, we're less than two weeks away. Last, or next week, should I say, will be our last episode before the season starts. Um, during the week, we'll be sure to we'll put some things up. Be sure to let us know what you thought of this episode, where we went right, where we went wrong. We haven't done yet our like um, award predictions. Well, that's next week's that episode, mate. Yeah. That is next I'm week's excited. episode. There you go. So looking forward to that. Um, we'll also put something up. I said it last week, but... You know, life gets in the way. But we're going to put something up. We're going to organise our fantasy draft this week. So keep your eyes peeled for that. It will be limited spots. Probably eight. Oh, I, I like eight. I like eight spots. Ten Ooh. max. I will think about it. I have a thing. But keep your eyes peeled for that. Limited availability. If you want to test your knowledge and your GM skills against the best in the business, us three here, <laughs> uh, waiting for a call up to a front office from a team soon. But, um, you know, if you want to test your skills... Jumping quickly, we'll put something up. We're certainly looking forward to that. Very keen. Oh, the season's just inching closer and closer. Starting to salivate now, aren't we? We're I getting so. very, very close. Enjoyed having a bit of pre-season ball back. It's not the real deal, but it's nice to see some of these younger players and just have ball back, isn't it? I think so. Just mm-hmm. have something on the telly. But yeah, you, you, even though it's not the real thing, you still get a bit of an, a bit of an understanding of how these players will, will be used this year, particularly the younger players and the guys who have also swapped teams. So no, it's been really good. Looking forward to the real thing soon. Brilliant, guys. We will leave it there. We'll be back next week with our season award predictions. Looking forward to that one. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to the show. Stay up to date with all of our socials for when the latest news breaks. And we will talk to you soon. Love you. Bye.